Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. And we are live on the air this morning. My name is Ann McNeil, the Master Builder, helping you to build stronger and better lives, and the founder of the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Today, our guest on Now With Talks is Valencia Gibbs-Warren, the owner of Network Logistics Solutions. And we are going to have an exciting show today like we do every day, but today is special, special because Valencia is very special. I had the pleasure of meeting Valencia when our national organization had a strategic planning session in Detroit. Valencia is a member of our NABWIC chapter in the Detroit area, actually, and she is a phenomenal woman in this industry, uh, visionary, in 2014, she was inspired by doctoral studies of business while working for a woman-owned business herself, and she has learned how to leverage her business into a win-win partnership like Maverick and other joint ventures. So welcome, Valencia. How are you this morning? I'm super fantastic. Thank you, and such great words. I'm I'm really flattered, but um, I owe a lot to NABWIC. It's true. It's true, it's true, it's true. Let's start off by sharing with our listeners a little about you. How did you get to this point of deciding to own your own business first, and then we'll go into the starting of your business, and then we'll go into the questions about your relationship with NABWIC and what drew you to NABWIC. So take us back. Take us back to probably one of those first moments or a time that you can remember when you were inspired to become an entrepreneur. Was that in junior high school, high school, college? At, at what point was that in your life? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question. And I often had to ask myself the same thing. However, I was actually in first grade. And I, my aunt sent me a suit. It was a three-piece suit. And I wore it to school. And I can always envision myself with a briefcase because, I don't know, I guess that 
seemed to go with the soup. And I thought about I wanted to have my own business. And as I begin to grow, many people kind of know what they already want to do, but I don't know what I didn't know what that looked like for me. So when I was in seventh grade, they gave us a test, and my personality test came back is that I would most likely be an entrepreneur. Had no idea what that was. I just knew that my dad used to be a joint. He used to do a bunch of businesses, and I didn't really understand what entrepreneurship meant. And then. By the time I was 18, my dad started a towing company, and I was an integral part of that doing the accounting. So then it became, it started to be, I started thinking about the dreams of business and what I wanted to own, but I never really had a thought of what it would be, so I did multi-level marketing. That wasn't it. Not once, but a few times. And it wasn't until um, I got to this company I started working for it was woman owned, and she actually. I'm sorry about that. I got a feedback. Um, I, then I just realized that this is where I needed to be, and I, she took a golfing, and I asked her a bunch of questions, and I found out how she started. She started in trucking, and I was like, oh, I'll do trucking, and that rest was history. I talked to a cousin of mine. And he he had a CDL, and I convinced him to you know start the business with me. And little did I know, I really didn't need him, and it turned out to be a disaster. Family and friends and all that other good stuff, early lessons that I needed to learn. And that's how I ended up doing this. But I had all this knowledge of business, and I was studying business. I had already did my master's, my bachelor's. It's always been business administration. Could never change my major. But it gave me an I gave me an insight into every aspect of business that would, that included uh, finance, accounting, business ethics. I mean, you name it, it enclosed it, it encompassed everything. So when I got to doing my doctoral degree, I realized even the major corporations, eBay, I was mostly impressed by. You have to have an idea and a philosophy, and that's what companies are built on. Walmart that he can get things for you cheaper. You can buy, you know, on a budget. And I was like, once I started studying these multimillion-dollar companies that started from an idea and a, a basic philosophy, I believe that I could take my trucking company and I can help build other independent companies without, that could grow from my company. So that would mean owner-operators. I didn't know what that was at the time, but I had the idea. So that's how I got started. And I had all this information, but had no way of executing it. So business was just business, and it really wasn't moving as much as I thought it would. Now, is it very many people in your family own businesses other than your dad in terms of exposure and experience you may have gleaned from? No, actually not. Just my dad. Um, no okay. other other people had ideas. But no one ever took the risk and who was courageous enough really to step outside on. that. Right. Right, really acting on it. And the reason I ask that question because we never know how many people who are watching us, watching you, and and they're watching you like you watched your dad. You know, ever think about that? Yes, I do. Maybe I, I do often. Yes, and are, so are there any siblings or grandchildren or children or 
or any of the family members that might be following in your footsteps? Yes. Actually, my son and his girlfriend, which I, which she does, um, I just now I now I tell them how to get started, and I was like, you can't stop, but I get them started. So my my son and his girlfriend, they actually started a they started building vanities and started marketing them on 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 I guess on their website on on Facebook, and they sold a few of them. So it's kind of grown a little bit. And my other son, he's a DJ, and I'm now teaching. He has a gig over in Australia later on this month, so he's learning to embrace what you your your skill, your love, your thought of what it is to be independent. Yeah, one of the things that you said that was very you know uh, inspiring to me is the whole idea of you knew how to run a business, but you just needed a product or service or craft. To, to put your skills with. And so often I think for many women in particular, we're good at managing, but what is it that we can manage that we yield the profit that we desire? So with that thought in mind, share with us what drew, drove you or brought you to the National Association for Black Women of Construction. How did that happen? Oh, so again, so I had all this knowledge. This is this this is this is the part that I, that drew me to Navwit. I had all this knowledge, but I didn't know how to execute the plan. So how do I grow this business? So I started going to networking events, and I went to this one networking event, and I met Tylene Henry, and she was like. I was like like a angel because she was like she gave me her number and she actually actually put it in my phone and next thing I know um, I had never thought about association and the significance of associations I've gone to association meetings I've done you know gone to the events that were um, sponsored by associations but this one stuck out and it always stayed in the back of my mind because I had heard it through MDOT. Um, the Michigan Department of Transportation, I heard it through them that this association, um, NABWIC, and I was like, okay, so what is it? I didn't get it. And I be- at, as, at the time I became a part of, um, I became a, a disadvantaged business entity through MDOT. So I was getting this information, but I went to this event and met Tylene Henry. And she told me about NABWIC, and she invited me to a meeting. Actually, she she invited me to something that was going to occur like a, a month later, and I totally forgot about it. And that weekend that it was going to occur, I made plans to go to Cedar Point and I think one other place, but it was with my daughter. And when that came up on my calendar, I immediately canceled all my plans, and I went and went to a planning, a strategy planning with NAPWIC. That event changed my life my life it was the answer i have been searching wow. for it was wow. the answer it was these women that were in this room they were you can feel the synergy it was just powerful i knew that that day this is what god had given me this was the answer so this was now the execution so when, when that that one networking event she sat down, she gave me her number, and she didn't forget about me. And I got that message. I, when I received that, I was like, there was, I canceled. I was going to go to, I was matter of fact, I was going to Tampa 
that weekend too. And I I was like, no, can't go, can't do it. I got to go here. This is what is calling me. And NABWIC has since then has changed my life. This is this is this wow. is the answer. Hmm. I listen. I, I'm just saying, wow, wow, because we've had a number of conversations since that strategic planning session. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we're going to talk about uh, that conversation. And that's why I think that this this show is so empowering, because what we're going to come back and share is uh, important for all small business to know where's the money and how do we get to it versus trying to guess. So thank you for all of our listeners and and callers that are, are chiming in. If you'd like to participate in the show, just press one on your dial. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. And we are back, and we're back talking with Navic Talks. And Maverick today is speaking with Valencia Gibbs Warren of the Network Logistical Solution Organization. And Valencia and I met at the strategic planning session we were just talking about at the National Association of Black Women in Construction event that was held in, uh, at the end of June. I think it was the 30th of June. 2019 in Detroit, and uh, Valencia and I talked very briefly about her trucking company. But after we left, she and I had an additional conversation about an organization that she's talking about starting. So, Valencia, will you pick that conversation up at this point and share with our listeners what you're planning on doing, and then we'll have some dialogue about about my comments with that. Yes. So. I started the trucking company, and as a part of the trucking company, by getting with MDOT, I got certified as a DBE for heavy hauling construction trucking, which is a, a specific code, and it is what I wanted to do with the well, I started now moving towards that direction. What I found was that getting into this, it was really difficult because of the competition, and not just that, I realized that we were getting underpaid, really, so I was chasing dollars, 
And I realized we thought, well, okay, something's got to change because we realize that there's money out there and we're not getting all of it. And we're getting only, uh, I mean, not even, I wouldn't even say pennies. So the organist, it was uh, a group of us who got together at a an MDOT convention and a conference, and we began to talk about the disparity that we were receiving, that we weren't getting the respect and getting the due share to increase our trucking capacity. And that means growing out of the DBE program, because that's what you're supposed to do. And so we began to put together an organization, an association is what we what we want to refer to it as, in terms of being able to change the way that the DBE program is set up through the law. And maybe if that begins to now change the dialogue and now begins to change the fee base in which we were only now receiving a fraction of. And I will be mindful that it's only a specific group of DBEs in itself that says what it, what the group of people generally are. But we only found out there were two, it was only white women growing out, well, graduated out in the last 15 years out of the program, which means now they're doing over $3.2 million, or $2.3 million, I think the, um, the number is. And we were not even, we couldn't, we couldn't, we had people in the program for 10 years, so we got the association together. So then we now got all the heavy hauling construction um, DBEs, and now we're trying to put this together. And we And we didn't know what to do next. Because the whole goal is, okay, we're going to do legislation, and that's when we got, I was like, okay, I didn't share this with Ann, and I was like, okay, Ann, where do we go from here? <laughs> I was like, because this is what our, our, can you help us with this? Because we know their construction, and then that's when I told Ann about what we were trying to do, and and, I, and Ann, we're still here. And Ann said, and Ann said, <laughs> and Ann said, Speaking from experience, locally we did exactly what you're talking about doing now. What I want to make sure our listeners understand about what Valencia said when she said we. No, let me let you tell everybody, who was we? Who was in the we? All of the people were in the we that was at the conference that you pulled together. Who were they? What ethnicity, what gender were they? Oh, the we? Black women. Black women. <laughs> black women. Okay, okay. And but just right, black people is, in, in general who were, you know, that's right, the we. What, what, exactly. What do we have in common? Oh. We're all black women. That, we're all black women. We're all black women, yes. Exactly. And so I want to just make sure everybody understands where this conversation is going, where this interview is going, where this radio talk show is going. We are the voice of black women in construction as the National Association for Black Women in Construction. And we cover all the industries in the construction industry. And as the voice of black women in construction, what we're learning is that we're oftentimes, like Valencia said, on the forefront of everybody's movement. Research history. We as black women are on the forefront of everybody's movement. Who's the least to benefit from that movement? Black women. And I contend with the browning of America, like I said to Valencia and her group of women, which I'm going to be visiting them next week in Detroit. 
and I share it with her. What happens to us oftentimes, especially when you group up with other people like BBEs, white women, white men, it, it doesn't matter what you call them. We're the ones to do the work. And I'll use two examples. In our local organization in Miami, we formed an or similar organization for everybody who was certified. It's called the CSBE, Community Small Business Program. So we formed an organization to advocate for the members and the certified firm. Well, we changed laws. We got prompt pay. We did all of this legislation. It took five, almost ten years. Everybody's benefiting except for black women. So as we learn how to get ahead of the money, how do we learn how to do our craft? You you talked very clearly earlier about an idea. You have the idea, but where do you go next with the idea? And I suggest that National Association of Black Women in Construction is actually a large mastermind group of individuals, not just black women, but we, we cover everybody, but we are black women mostly. And we are entrepreneurs signing on the front of the check. So I was sharing with Valencia, why don't we come together underneath the umbrella of Maverick and put her truckers association up underneath what we're doing so we have a larger voice as we advocate. But I also shared with her, because I also own a construction company that does trucking. I also shared with Valencia and her group of black women truckers that it is about the relationships we build. You can take 10 or 20 years to change the laws with the federal government and the DBE program for your state and spend six, seven figures with lobbyists and lawyers trying to change the laws and not make a dime versus focusing on where's the money, where's the relationship, and how you get in front of the money. Because one of the things that we do as a part of this organization NABWIC members, politically, we have a legislative committee that meets every Saturday, which I would encourage you and all of our listeners to join. But we learn how to count. So you may say count. What do you mean count? We have to learn how to count the votes. And what I'm suggesting is that when you understand as a business person, all of us, as we all understand, it is the relationships that we build that helps us to build our businesses. And the more relationships we build, the larger our businesses can become, the more people we can hire. And the people that we hire eventually may become entrepreneurs themselves. That's the funnel. So I just wanted to just share that with everybody, Valencia, because I think that your group has a phenomenal idea. But now what do we do next with that idea? Now what are your thoughts, please, if you would share Oh, well, the first thing that you, you well, the infrastructure of NABWIC is critical. And that's why um, when I, when the very next day, this is what I didn't say, is that I shared this with my group because we were spending the next day together. And I told them about NABWIC. And I was like, look, they've already done the, here, they got the, they have the foundation laid. This is who we need to look to to be able to build on that because, we, I don't want to. Go, why we're we going to go reinvent the wheel? There's not. It's not necessary. And but we, but we understood that their power in numbers, and that's where the critical thought of okay, let me reach out. 
I, I would, I, so I, myself personally, I was like, okay, I have to join because if nothing else moves, I was joining because I understood that the women had already. And one thing that you said to me, Ann, that was so critical that day when I kept saying, I would say, I, you said, no, we. And I was like, I, I was like, no, we. And when, when each, each moment that I took that back with me, I was like, we don't have to do this alone. So our organization doesn't have to be an I. It can already be a we. And we have the infrastructure inside of NABWIC that are the legislature. The, they've already, they're already working to do things that, but more importantly, not, you all have already done the work. So what we're trying to do now is be able to be, bring the numbers so we can further the work and so that it's not so hard so that when my, if, if God, hopefully, my daughter decides that this is the direction she wants to go or even any part of construction or even any part of any organization that has this type of, 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 of strength and power is that to be able to move forward and knowing that you have, you don't have to stand alone. And this was the first time we ever felt that we didn't have to have, because everyone was so fearful when we first started. Let's not make it black-owned. Let's not make it black. Let's don't exclude anyone. I was like, there we go again. And that's what I didn't yep. want them to be so fearful about. And I think now we now begins to dissect that and be able to explain things to them in a different way. So I'm excited yep. about um, seeing you next week. Absolutely. And I just want to make sure all of our listeners understand that we're not discriminating against any other group, but we are black, we are women, we are in construction, and we do have a voice. And I like to tell people all the time, when you think about creating a pipeline, oftentimes, you know, we have to realize that everybody does not want to go to college. And when you look at the workforce and what's happening with our workforce in construction, oftentimes it's because blacks are not, you know, we're not in the workforce, in the trades in the construction industry as we were in the past. And many of our tradespeople, like you talked about your dad, and, you, and many of our members have talked about their parents being in this industry, and therefore we pick it up from relatives and we see it, and therefore we know we can be it. And it's not that difficult. It's like anything else that you can learn. You know, you get the certifications that are required. It does not necessarily mean they have to be a degree. You get the experience, you go to work for somebody else who's doing what you want to do, and then you get the support you need from others, especially professionals in the trade, your lawyers, your CPA, your bankers, firms, and other professionals, bonding companies, and the like, and then you start with something very small, and then something a little larger, and a little larger, and a little larger. And today, this is one of the reasons why we host billion-dollar luncheons, to create relationships for our clients. And that's what I want to encourage us to do for the trucking because it is in the relationships that we build with the large engineering firms, the large um, site work companies. Those are the people that control trucking in the Department of Transportation agencies. And so we can do a whole show just on transportation. It might not be a bad idea either. But, Lindsay, we're going to prepare to wrap up. We're going to go to another commercial. We're going to come back and ask you to share some last thoughts and uh, some next steps and anything that you'd like to share uh, uh, to, to our listeners. And I also want to remind any of our callers 
that if you'd like to ask a question or participate in the show before we wrap up, just press 1 on your dial, and we will be more than happy to bring you on uh, because I think Valencia shared some awesome information about how we can strategically work together as organizations to the benefit uh, and for the good of all. So just hold on, and we will be right back after this short commercial break. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. And we are back, and we're talking with Valencia Gibbs. Warren from Detroit, and she helps companies to build on their strengths from bonding to seeking new customer opportunities. Valencia, it has been an honor really to share with you for a brief time this morning because we're going to have to come back and, and tell everybody what happened after we all got together. But can you share? Uh, we talked earlier about, I was asking about your favorite book, if you could share that. And um, uh, then we'll talk about your closing comments. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you mentioned the favorite. I meant, uh, while we were on break, I was thinking, my favorite book is Thinking Grow Rich. I've been reading oh. it now for the last uh, 20 years <laughs> and not knowing what to oh. do with it. <laughs> so it, not knowing what to do with it. And matter of fact, I had two different versions of it. Because, of course, they changed. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.